So earlier this week, as part of my day job, I did an interview with someone who was writing a book on careers in business law. And I'm a lawyer in my everyday life as my day job. And I wanted to share with her my thoughts. So she asked me as a final question, what's your advice for any new lawyer who's starting out uh, in business law? And my thing was, is something that had really changed in the 10 years since I've been a lawyer is that people are now more free to be authentic. And I don't know if that's social media or something else, but typically in the past, it felt like there was a persona or a box that one had to fit into if they were a lawyer or any other kind of jobs, especially jobs that are a profession and have a certain image attached to them. So I explained to her that my thinking was is that now it's easier and better for lawyers or anybody else to express themselves. I think there's often a fear that as some sort of professional or if you're in some role and that doesn't even need to be a job, that you don't have the ability to fully express yourself, that you have to be careful with how you show up. And I'm going to explode that myth today. I'm going to explain why that's complete BS and why now is a great time to move beyond the self-imposed limitations. So my name is Chris Valdheims, and this is the Hyper Memoir Podcast, where we talk about finding your creative voice. So that's what we're doing today, finding our creative voice. And especially for those of you who have a job, like I said in the intro, that might be a profession, that might have some sort of image attached to it. So that can be a doctor, that can be an airline pilot, that can be anything. And there was a time, maybe this was in the last century, where people's identity was very attached to their job. And that's still true today, but one's job is really just a facet of who they are, isn't it? So when we're talking about our ability to be creative, my goal has always been to move beyond the boxes that people would try to put me in. Because like I said, in my day job, I'm a lawyer. So people that comes with a lot of baggage and people try to put a lot of meaning on that. And to me, while I enjoy the work and I enjoy helping people, it's just a job. It's just something that I do because I'm good at it and I'm able to help people and support myself. So I do it, but it's not the whole of who I am. And I think a lot of people can get caught up into thinking that their job is the whole of who they are and then limit themselves creatively. So that's a mistake. And that's what we're talking about today. And I think specifically the challenge I've always had, and I think this is a challenge for anybody in business, and I'm going to talk about why it's a complete illusion and actually kind of backwards, is you have this question in the back of your mind, and maybe I'm the only one we'll see, that what will my clients think? What will my business partners think? What will my collaborators think? We're always worried about what someone else will think. And of course, as in the greater scheme of things, that's always going to be a mistake. We're not creating because we're trying to please other people. We're creating because it's something that we have to do and we have a story to tell and we have a part of ourselves that needs to be expressed. So people's opinions can go secondary. And obviously there's a little bit more feeling attached to it when it's attached to your livelihood. So if your concern is, well, if I step out creatively, if I express who I am creatively, then perhaps I lose business. And that might be true. You'll lose some business. And I'll explain later why that's not even a bad thing. But not everyone's going to vibe with you. Not everybody is going to like what you have to offer. But 
my feeling is it's always better to be fully expressive. It's always better to use your voice and not worry about what other people are going to think and especially what clients or people in business are going to think. So that's always a thing that's been in the back of my mind and especially for people like lawyers. And I know most of you listening aren't lawyers, so bear with me for a moment. It's relevant to all of you. But especially for lawyers, there's this sort of image, and the image is kind of antiquated that a lawyer looks a certain way, a lawyer dresses a certain way, a lawyer behaves a certain way. And that way isn't usually the way that I am. And it's not the way that a lot of lawyers I know are. In the time that I've been a lawyer, last decade, I started in 2013 is when I became a lawyer. Um, At that point, there were really only a few ways to be a lawyer. I, I didn't feel coming into that profession that I could be authentically myself. I felt like my creative part had to go in hiding, that I had to conform a little bit to an image and a culture that wasn't really mine and one that I didn't fit into. It wasn't a culture that was made for me. I'm not really the typical template of what a lawyer is. And so actually for me, and then I ended up starting my own law firm, my own business, because I just didn't like the way that the legal culture was. So that's a slight digression. But the point is, if you have a job and some of you might, where there is a certain culture, maybe you don't fit into it. Maybe it doesn't fit you. And that's okay. Because now, in the last 10 years, with the rise of social media and people learning how to express themselves online and share more online, it seems like authenticity is big. And I know that word is tossed around a lot, but it's pretty simple. It means just being who you are and showing up authentically, like literally, this is who I am. This is what I believe in. This is what I care about. And not holding back because of what some mythical client or collaborator or someone else in your profession might think. And for those of you not in a profession, substitute the word profession with anything else. It can be subculture. So you might be part of a certain subculture that says, we don't express ourselves that way. You might be part of a certain culture that says, we don't express ourselves that way. My challenge to you is find ways to break out of that if you feel called to, if you feel like This is an unnecessary restriction. I'm only speaking about the profession because that was something that was most restrictive to me. And I know a lot of other lawyers, and I know a lot of really creative, smart lawyers who I feel are held back a little bit because of the view they have of themselves and their place within the profession that they work in and all of that stuff. It's interesting because when I started doing this podcast and as I started writing more and sharing more about myself and my history and my past, like you've heard in other podcasts, I've had a pretty traumatic and rough past that now I really enjoy sharing because I find that it's valuable and it helps people. As I did that, my first fear, and I I think I've talked about this in previous episodes, but my first fear was I guess the sort of fear of rejection that people would be like, this guy has gone off the deep end. What's wrong with him? Why doesn't he shut up and talk about stuff that is more comfortable to me or that fits in with what I think of him as, if that makes sense. And the opposite occurred. I actually get a lot of emails and DMs and messages from people who are my clients or who would be my clients or who would work with me. Now, they don't always it doesn't always translate into business and that's not the goal. But I think my 
surprise was that people have been really supportive. I feel like, especially in the work that I do, I work with creative businesses. I work with creative people. So maybe it's a little bit easier for me than if I was doing some sort of insurance litigation or something, something that's really um, not really seen as a creative field and doesn't work with creative people. Maybe the reaction would have been different, but someone else will have to figure that out. My clients tend to be more creative people, so they've been really supportive. So I've kind of aligned myself with people who are, are open to receiving my message, even though that's not necessarily about law or legal stuff that they've come to expect from me. Um, so yeah, I think that's the thing. And the other thing that goes along with that is something I've known for a while, but have really only been putting into practice fully since I've been doing this podcast is that I'm not going to be a fit for everybody. So in expressing yourself, you're going to also find this, and I have an episode coming up about this, but what you do isn't going to be a fit for everybody. You can already assume that 50% of the people out there just aren't going to care. They're just not going to pay any attention to you. And that's been my experience. I'm fine with it. Uh, a certain percentage are going to get a lot out of what you have to say. Those are your people. And then a certain percentage are going to not like what you say. And there's nothing you can do about it. You can not convince them. There's nothing. They're just not for you for whatever reason. And it can be personal reasons. It can be cultural reasons. Who knows? And who cares? But the point is trying to fit in and please everybody is a road to ruin because you're never going to do it. It's never going to happen. So, yeah, that's the thing. You're, you're always going to have to accept that there's going to be people who are not a good fit for what it is that you're doing. And as I said, trying to please them isn't a way to go. And it's sort of the idea also of loss aversion. So the other thing that I think about when I think about this whole idea of what will my clients think? What will my collaborators think? What will everybody else think who's in my business? Again, a business that might not be related to creativity. And you can also substitute out culture, whatever. What are they going to think? It's also about loss aversion. So we fear what we lose. We fear losing often more than we fear gaining. So even if we have a lot to gain, and for instance, I believe, I fully believe that everybody has a lot to gain by being more creative. If I didn't believe that, I wouldn't do this podcast. So I really believe everybody listening, including you, has a lot to gain by being more creative. Now, there might be something to lose. You might lose people who want you to be a certain way. You might lose people who are threatened by your growth, threatened by your creativity, threatened <clears throat> by you being more authentic. And there are going to be people who are threatened by that. But my point is, we can sometimes weight those people too much because in human psychology, we fear loss aversion. So that's a concept I've come across a lot that apparently in psychology, you hurt more losing a dollar than you feel good about finding a dollar, more or less. That might not be exactly what it is, but that's the general idea. People are really prone to loss aversion. We're afraid of what we're going to lose if we step forward. So even if the long-term thing is gain. We're often, we're often afraid and focused on, well, what are we going to lose right now if we do this thing? Who am I going to alienate if I speak my mind? Those are the kind of questions that we find ourselves asking. And my advice to you is to put them to the side because 
You can't stop people from being alienated. Some people will. You will lose some people. Sorry, that's just the way it is. But for every person you lose, I'm going to say, I'm going to guess that you'll probably gain two more. And even if you don't gain two more, even if it's not a numerical thing, you might gain one more. And if you can have a huge impact on somebody's life, if you can create something that has impacted someone's life more than that random person on the internet or that friend who you didn't really like that much anyways, if you can have an impact on someone more than that loss, you're golden. You're going to keep building. You're going to keep growing. So loss aversion is a real part of this. And I want to tell you that you need to move past it. And that's what I tell myself. So I'm not just telling you, I'm telling myself. And it's also, how are you going to be perceived in your profession? So we have limiting stories. I've talked about limiting stories. I believe it's in episode three. I talked about limiting stories. And this is another limiting story. Well, I can't be creative because I'm an accountant, because I'm a stay-at-home mom, because I'm a firefighter, because I'm a church leader, whatever it is, whatever your role is that you feel is restricting you, those are just stories and you can change them. And all of those things are malleable. No matter what role you're in, it's all malleable. There's always a persona and I don't know where these persona come from. Maybe it comes from media. Maybe it becomes from standard practice, but I think the thing with standard practice is it's always changing and it's our job as creative people to maybe be that change. And of course it's scary. And again, I've talked about the discomfort of leaning in, of how it's not going to be comfortable. I'm not going to tell you that you're not going to get weird looks or people asking you questions that are uncomfortable about what you're doing. That's going to happen. And it's just part of it. And so you lean into it and you actually enjoy it. Like you can actually find a way to get something out of those weird interactions and kind of defying people's expectations. I've always loved doing that. I've always loved being in the situation where people expect me to say one thing or be one thing because of who I am. And I say something completely different. I love that. Um, because we're trying to get ourselves out of that double think moment, essentially, where we're worried about what other people are going to think. Because we can't always predict it. And we don't always know. I've been surprised by what people think. So as I said before, um, you know, even as a lawyer, right, and I can only speak on that experience, I've had a lot of lawyers approach me. And this is kind of like how I said clients and other people who might be working with me in my business, other lawyers have approached me to say that they've really appreciated me putting this forward. They've really appreciated me sharing my story and showing that you can be creative, even in a profession that isn't always seen as being a creative profession, that you can always bring that to the table. And by the way, that you don't always have to be one thing. So we're also in a world where everybody's multi-hyphenate. I remember when I grew up in the nineties, you'd have some people who are multi-hyphenate and those people were awesome. Like the person who's a filmmaker and a chef and whatever. Now that seems pretty, not, I don't want to say standard because it's not that, but there's, I know a lot of people and I've worked with a lot of people who are multiple things. And I just think that's because the internet and it's easier for people to learn and share and get into multiple different circles and be multiple things. So if you're like me, a little bit older, like in your forties or whatever, and you remember a time when being a multi-hyphenate was a rare thing, it's not a rare thing. So you can be a lawyer and a podcaster and an author and whatever. You can be a chef and a filmmaker and an auto mechanic. It's okay. You can do all that. So yeah, I think we're trying to get out of these personas. I think that's the goal here. And 
the world has changed. So sort of, as I said in the intro, and we're going to kind of start bringing it back to that introductory part. I remember when I first was entering the legal field, I think there was one law firm. Every law firm, if you looked at their websites, there would all be guys in suits. And yes, it was often guys. And it wasn't guys that looked like me, to be honest. So you always had this sort of persona of of what you meant of what you meant of what you're meant to be, of how you're meant to fit into this profession. And that was what I was seeing as I became a lawyer. I'm like, well, I'm not really one of these people. I don't really fit in that. And I really felt that uh, just because of my background and who I am, et cetera. I mean, I'm, I'm good at what I do. But anyway, point is that I believe there was one law firm and it was a really like a high-end law firm. And it was kind of like a flex on their part where they, in their bio pictures, they all wore t-shirts. And I think the law firm was Quinn Emanuel. And I think they were like the best trial law firm ever or at that time or whatever. I mean, feel free to debate that if you're a lawyer listening, maybe you know differently. But my point is, is when I was looking for jobs, when I decided that was a good idea, which didn't turn out to be one anyway, other story, but everybody else had suits and they had t-shirts. And I just thought that was remarkable. I thought that they were like, we're so good that we don't have to fit into the box. We don't have to wear suits to prove to you that we're freaking awesome. So that I really liked that. And I, and I really saw that that was a, a good thing for, for me to see that, okay, there's possibility. And in 2012, that was uncommon. Now, fast forward 10 years, I know a lot of lawyers who are really expressing themselves on social media. They're being their full selves, whether that's culturally or just in the way they show up. Uh, there's things that if you asked me 10 years ago, should a lawyer present themselves that way or be that way? I'd be like, yeah, that's probably not professional. Now it is because what I've also seen is that people tend to value authenticity more. And again, I'm not just talking about like some kind of fake authenticity or as a buzzword, because I think sometimes people think that's what it is. It's not. Authenticity is real. Um, it really means being who you are so that who you are on social media or who you are in your business is who you are in your everyday life. And it's always been a challenge to unite those things. And I think now though, when people are choosing who they want to work with, when they're choosing who they want to spend time with and spend money with, they want to do it with people who they know, like, and trust, who they feel like are going to understand them and be like them. And like I said, in doing that, you're going to alienate some people. All of the best companies and brands and businesses don't try to serve everybody. They have a client base. I mean, they are not trying to go for everyone. The best brands are built for um Certain groups, that's what makes them a brand. They're not for everybody. And I think you can bring that creative voice to your business. And I think that's even how you build a brand. I'm not going to go too much into business stuff on this podcast, but I think creative voice is part of building a business. And I've even found a lot of creative self-expression in building my business, which is an expression of my creative voice, just in a different context. So don't assume what people want to see from you. You might be thinking, well, people don't want to see me show up or people want to only hear this part of my life or they don't care about this part of my life. Don't assume that. You might be wrong. Don't reject yourself. You might be wrong. Um, bring it all. Bring as much as you can. I mean, as much as you feel comfortable and it might be a process. So for those of you who have always felt held back in your life and expressing yourself publicly or 
sharing your story or whatever because of your job, because of your profession. It's going to be a process like anything else. We've talked on this on this podcast a lot about how all of this is a process, that this is not necessarily something you're going to get in day one or day two or day three or in a week or a month or maybe even a year. And here's what I've found. And I'm going to wrap up with this. Um, I feel like when I've been able to fully express myself, when I can get out what I have to say, when I can write and share it, when I can share on social media my story, I feel like a weight has lifted. And I feel like I become a better version of myself. And when I become a better version of myself, I'm better able to serve others. I show up more. I'm more present with people because I've given myself that gift of self-expression. So regardless of how people react, I know that the product, myself, if you can put it that way, is better. And for people who vibe with it, people who like it, it's going to be that much better. People who don't, that's fine. That's their prerogative. They can do what they want to do. So that's all I'm going to say. And just as a final word, you don't need permission. You don't need anybody else's approval to express yourself and be who you want to be. So I'm Chris Valdheims. Stick around for one second because I just have a quick request. So I'm trying to get the word out. Um, I've been really happy with how this podcast and newsletter has been going. I've gotten um, a good number of downloads, not a ton. I'm going to actually do a little bonus episode later talking about how the podcast has grown, but the podcast has really grown. And I appreciate you. If you're listening right now, I appreciate you. And I'm speaking right to you because um, we're at the beginning stages and I'm trying to build something big. I'm trying to go big. I'm trying to make one of the best podcasts that's out there. And so I'm going to ask for a little help. So if you have 30 seconds or 15 seconds or 10 seconds after this podcast, share it on social media, message me, or leave a rating and review. Any of those things are going to help me get the word out because it feeds the algorithms. It lets people know. And that's what I'm trying to do at this stage. I'm trying to learn how to get the message out. And part of that is relying on help from other people. So I'd like to do that. So if you feel inspired, and by the way, if you don't know hard feelings, you can do what you want to do. But I would really appreciate it if you could share this episode or this podcast or give me a review. If you give a review on the platforms, that really helps too. If you want to follow me at Hypermemoir on Instagram, that would be super cool. And then if you want to join the mailing list, which is in the show description, you can find that mailing list and it's great. I give more context. Um, I try to write a little bit deeper or at least a different angle on what I'm talking about here in the podcast. And then you also find out when new episodes come out, which is for now every Saturday. So anyway, that's my request of you and my pitch of you. So I'll just close in saying happy creating and don't feel like your job has to restrict you. Don't feel like you have to fit into anybody else's view of what you should be. Change the field, change the profession or the job or the culture that you're in by being yourself. That's all you have to do. Thanks for listening.